Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Hey folks, how's your knowledge of mushrooms? Yes, that's right, I said mushrooms. Those round, funny-looking white or brown things you usually find either in the forest or in the produce aisle of your local supermarket. Well, if your ancestors are from Eastern Europe, like mine are, you're probably aware that mushrooms are very often an extremely popular ingredient in all sorts of dishes, which I won't go into detail about. At the very least, they're about as common as potatoes, onions, and cabbage in recipes from Poland, Czechoslovakia, the Ukraine, Hungary, and many other such countries. When you encounter them in the woods, or maybe even on your front lawn, they can look rather strange and maybe even a little bit mysterious. Some say they resemble an alien creature they once saw on Star Trek. Well, actually, you know, there's one famous science fiction writer, Ray Bradbury, who once wrote a whole short story called Come Into My Cellar. The story was about an alien invasion in the form of fungi who take over the body and free will of whoever consumes them. Then they go out and spread all over the world by sending special delivery packages. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding, really. They sent special delivery packages to new victims. These packages, of course, contain more of those alien mushrooms, which were obviously intended to be grown and eaten, thus spreading these evil fungi near and far. It's sort of like an invasion of the body snatchers, you know? Well, Bradbury says he got the idea for this story one day while eating steak and mushrooms at a restaurant with a group of book editors who absolutely refused to take him seriously. Ha <laughs> ha Alien mushrooms, Bradbury! You're off your rocker! Yeah, that's right. Well, ultimately, he did go on to write the story, and it was one of his more popular works. I have to tell you, though, when I first read it as a kid, it was a pretty scary tale. The notion of young boys raising giant mushrooms in their cellar really got to me. Especially since back then, mushrooms and onions were one of my favorite delicacies, which my mom often served, usually with roast chicken or pork. Yum. Now I have to confess, the kind of mushrooms my mom used were generally the tiny ones you get in the supermarket distributed by Green Giant or some other major food company. They're called button mushrooms, and they came in little jars or cans. So in her mind, they were about as safe and ordinary and innocuous as homogenized milk. If the Jolly Green Giant sold it, what could be wrong? From the valley of the Jolly, oh, 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 Green Giant. Well, let me tell you, years later, when I tried my hand at making pizza and was regularly using these canned mushrooms as a topping, my brother-in-law heard about it and offered to give me a different variety of mushrooms, which his old man had actually picked fresh out in the forest. It was kind of like their family tradition that they brought over from the old country. His old man picked mushrooms off the ground or off of trees or whatever, just like his grandfather and great-grandfather used to do back in Poland. Well, little did I know that this was a far cry from my regular, bland, firm button mushrooms. The way he preserved them was by old-fashioned boiling and canning. So unlike the green giant variety, these mushrooms came out of the mason jars all soft, 
yucky and slimy, to my great surprise. Ew. Well, I wasn't so sure about it, but I went ahead anyway and tried them on a pizza one day. I didn't have high hopes for them, but since I wanted to humor my brother-in-law, I put the pizza in the oven and hoped for the best. Long story short, when the pizza came out, these forest mushrooms were still as slimy as ever, as slimy as when they first went in. Yuck! So at that point, I realized that not all mushrooms are created equal. I figured that I'd better just stick to the regular canned button mushrooms from here on out. Ho, ho, ho. Green giant. But then one day, the ad agency I was working for in Ohio sent me out on a special assignment to visit a steel mill in western Pennsylvania. You see, I was gathering material for a slideshow that I was doing for an industrial client of ours, and we needed some more information, as well as a few photos for the project. Well, it turns out that this particular steel mill specialized in a very unique, premium grade of stainless steel. It was so shiny that it almost looked like the kind of chrome that you used to see on the bumpers of luxury cars. <laughs> Remember those days? Now, for some strange reason, it's very rare that you see any chrome at all on automobiles. But I digress. So this steel mill was located somewhere north of Pittsburgh and virtually the entire town was populated by workers from the steel mill. And you know how you could tell? As we drove through the town, just about every house you saw had the same extremely shiny stainless steel on their front storm doors. Obviously, one of the perks of being a worker at that mill was getting all the surplus stainless steel you could use, which many folks turned into storm doors. Now, what does this have to do with mushrooms? Well, stay tuned, folks. The story continues. Whoa. You see, after I finished my day of interviews at the mill, the management guy who was showing us around offered to take me and the photographer out for a special treat. He asks us, Have you ever been to a mushroom farm? <laughs> I answered, uh, No, I can't say that I have. Well, today's your lucky day, he said. And so he took me and Ken, the photographer, out to some nondescript building on the edge of town. As I recall, I don't remember seeing any giant neon signs or anything on the exterior. It just looked like a big, long, anonymous, flat-roofed building, very low to the ground, that could have been a machine shop or some other industrial company. But inside, there were these little openings in the wall through which we could somehow make out, in the darkness, what seemed like rows and rows and rows of black dirt, with little white spots poking out of the soil as far as the eye could see. And as he explained, those were mushrooms. Large white button mushrooms, in fact. Apparently, this particular town just north of Pittsburgh was famous for growing these mushrooms which they supplied to supermarkets all over the Northeast. And so to finish off our little tour, he presented us with two large paper bags of fresh button mushrooms. As fresh as you could ever imagine. Definitely not your everyday green giant canned mushrooms. No, these were absolutely fresh, right from the farm. The indoor, mysterious, shrouded in darkness, mom and pop mushroom farm. Kind of like growing them in a big, 
Dark Cellar. Shades of Ray Bradbury. Well, folks, we went home that day and tried some of these mushrooms. We ate them raw on our salads. We put them on pizzas. We even tried them in my mom's famous mushroom and onion recipe. Delicious! Every time and every way, they were far better than the canned variety. And so, from that day on, I was hooked on fresh mushrooms. For those of you who are not mushroom connoisseurs, these are the type you find not in the canned goods aisle, but in the fresh produce section of your supermarket. And I have to tell you, once you try these, you'll never go back to Green Giant. No way! Just one little friendly bit of advice, however. I wouldn't suggest reading that Ray Bradbury story before enjoying these mushrooms. These are not, I repeat, these are not those same fictional alien fungi that Bradbury wrote about. Or at least, I don't think they are. You've been listening to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen, Mushroom Man. <laughs> See you next time, my friends in the cellar. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.